welcome to the Living Her Truth podcast, where we have honest conversations about what it means to live a purpose-driven life. I am your host, Lakeisha Woodard from LakeishaWoodard.com, the place where women receive the tools necessary to feel seen, heard, and supported while pursuing their purpose. And now every week you'll learn those same tools through candid and transparent conversations. Hey family, welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you are here. I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of your time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I am 100% invested in your self-awareness journey. You know, while we are surviving this worldwide crisis, I'm even more dedicated to bringing my A-game for providing you the tools necessary to live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Well, last week we started the month I'm talking about finances. I shared my first panel discussion with you with the money nerds over at FinCon. We talked about how self-awareness and our mindset affects our relationships with money. If you haven't listened to or watched that episode, I highly recommend you do so. You can watch the episode over on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash living her truth. My conversation on mindset and money is a perfect precursor to my conversation today. For my second panel discussion, I'm sitting down with Money Nerds to talk about the FIRE movement. If you never heard of the FIRE movement, you are in for a treat. This conversation will literally have you rethinking your whole life, okay? It definitely had me almost make a hasty, you know, decision because I was so excited and so blown away by the information that I've learned. But you have to listen to the episode to know what I'm talking about. But I will say this listen with an open mind and willingness to learn something new, okay? Because this concept is not easy to grasp for some folks. Well, it's easy for me, and I was ready to make some drastic changes, but hubby was like, can we talk about that a little bit more when you get home, please? (laughs) So if you're saying to yourself, what the heck is she talking about? It will make sense once you hear the conversation. So here is my conversation with some of my favorite money nerds. Dennis Trufran, April Stewart, and Jenna Elmore. Family, I am here with another episode and I'm super excited about it. Yes, I say this every single time, but please believe me when I tell you that I'm super excited. I am doing another panel discussion right here at FinCon 19. I'm at the beautiful Washington Hilton in Washington, D.C. And I am here with some money nerds on today. And we're going to have a great conversation on today. But before we get into it, just in case you have no idea what FinCon is, I am saying FinCon, F-I-N-C-O-N. FinCon is a financial conference where literally money meets media. Money nerds from literally all over the world come together to talk everything finances. And your girl, because I know you're thinking, Keisha, you have nothing to do with finances. What are you doing at a financial conference? But your girl decided to come and disrupt the conversation and talk about self-awareness and mindset and how that applies to our finances. And so today we're going to talk about playing with fire. We're going to talk about playing with fire. I'm going to switch it up a little bit on today. And the reason why is because I went to a film screening presented by Ally. And the name of the film was Playing With Fire. And it really, really motivated me to now think differently as it relates to my finances. And also how I see and live my life, to be quite honest, to be quite honest with you. And I really want to... Um, 
present to you what fire is and talk about it and inform you about what it is so you can look more into it as well so you can live your best life and walk in your truth because that's what this platform is all about but before we get started i just want to say thank you everybody thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me on today you're welcome thank you thank you so i like to start off every episode with just talking about how i met the person or people in this case that I'm having a conversation with and honestly our story is kind of really short and to the point I literally put a post up you guys in the FinCon app saying hey I'm coming to FinCon I would love to talk to you about self-awareness and how it affects your relationship with money who wants to sit down and talk with me and these beautiful people all reached out and commented on my post and said I would love to have a conversation with you and that's how we met that's right yes organic (laughs) it was really organic so thank you guys so much for uh saying yes to this conversation so if you will just please briefly introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do and we'll start with you jenna hi my name is jenna elmore so professionally i am a physician coach but as far as the reason i'm here at fincon i am uh personally a as she said money nerd Um, Quite honestly, I got into the FIRE movement just a few months back and I have become obsessed with it. And a lot of people in the FIRE movement talked about FinCon. So I said, well, then that's where I need to be. I need to be figuring out where the people that I'm I'm learning this information from, where they're getting their information. So that's why I'm here. That's how I met Lakeisha and I'm glad to be here. So hi, I'm April Stewart um, at April the Money Coach. I'm a financial coach and I guide women um, who are six-figure income earners down the path that I took to become a millionaire. And I wait a minute. I did not know I had a millionaire in the midst. Yes, come through, God. Yes, yes. And I recently um, just learned about the fire movement as well, still learning more about it. But I think I'm more uh, attracted to the FI, the financial independence part, than to retire early. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited about the fire. Okay. Thank you for being here. And uh, my name is Dennis Trupin. I have a YouTube content. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Dennis Trupin. I have a YouTube channel where I produce content to help people with their personal finances, everything that surrounds building wealth, whether it's saving money, making money, or investing for the future. So they have something to be proud of and not you know, living a life where they can be successful for themselves. I love that. And you guys, please do not adjust the value because, yes, you just heard a male just say how, because I know this is a safe place where us women come together and we talk about living our truth. But, you know, I'm doing something different. I tell you guys all the time to step outside your comfort zones and do something different and let you know that your purpose evolves and mine is, is evolving to allowing our brothers to come and join the conversation because we can learn from them just as much as they can learn from us. So, Dennis, I'm excited that you are here. Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing me here as well. I'm actually I'm a huge fan of being surrounded by women who are very powerful in themselves. My mom, uh, you know, bless her heart, she's she's always worked really hard and has built something for herself. So being around other women that really like to make something for themselves and go, you know, keep themselves lower, I love that. So. I know that's Thank why you. I was attracted to you, Dennis. That's why you're here. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, guys, so let's talk about um, the FIRE movement. Can someone just explain to the audience what is FIRE and what is the movement? How did it start and what does it actually mean? So I'll share my knowledge of it. Um, My understanding of FIRE is that it's it's a way of thinking and a practice 
Well, basically, you save as much money as you possibly can. And we're not talking about 5%. We're not talking about 10%. There are people in the fire movement that are saving 50 and 60% of their income. But the intent is to put enough money aside so that your portfolio grows large enough that you can leave your traditional work environment and live off of those proceeds. Um, a lot of people, as April you know, alluded to, alluded to, they don't retire once they reach financial independence. They actually just move on to do something that's more fulfilling or outside of the box of what they're used to doing. So it's really just about setting yourself up financially so that you can make better choices about how you want to spend the rest of your time. You don't just have to go to that nine to five that you've been, you've, you've been changed to. Yeah. That's good. And and for those of you who are listening, FIRE is an acronym, and it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Yes. yes. And so, yeah, and they, they kind of have a couple of tracks within FIRE, and then also they, they also separate FIRE out. So some people are on the FI track to so just financial independence, and then there are okay. people that are on the retire early track. So they okay. separate out that way, and then they also, within FIRE itself, they have what they call lean FIRE. Fat Fire and Barista Fire. Okay. So with Lean Fire, that's where you're really frugal about um, cutting your expenses, like saving 70 to 80% of your income to really get there fast um, to achieve that. It's usually a million dollar point that people like to achieve um, before they retire. Mm-hmm. So they, they go really lean, really frugal to get there fast. And then Fat Fire, and, and when they reach that million, uh, I guess, net worth, they will live off 4% of that. So live off uh, $40,000 a year. And then your people who are fat fire, who don't want to be quite as lean and, and live off of $40,000, they'll do um, 80%. They'll want to live off of, I'm mean, sorry, 8%. They'll want to live off $80,000. And then your barista fire are people who come out of it, they retire early, but then they will take another job. So they may go to Starbucks so they can have um, health benefits. That's a, a, a thing with people they want to maybe retire, but they still want to have health benefits. So they'll do something like take a second job outside of the, the job they worked before. Just something light to keep benefits and keep some income coming in. Dennis, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, so these ladies gave great descriptions of what fire is. And I know sometimes it can get really overwhelming with all the information. Uh, I, I think at the core value of what fire is, it's about being intentional. You know, we were talking right before this podcast about just actually knowing where your goals are and what you want in your life and what brings you fulfillment. And that essentially is at the core value of fire. It's, yeah, there's money involved, but money is not really the whole point of it. It's actually to get to a point, like things that you're saying, about being able to live a life that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, Jenna mentioned earlier that once she heard about fire, that she got really addicted to it. I can really see myself getting addicted to it, to the whole concept as, as well, because after I watched, you know, the movie playing with fire yesterday, I went back to the room and I called my husband. And I was like, um, babe, so I heard about this term called fire. And I kind of want us to sell the house and pack up and move to Thailand. <laughs> so- <laughs> And I had a similar experience when my my partner, when I got into fire, um, you know, without him knowing, I went into his account and I jacked up his 401k to like the max. And so the next time he got his check, he said, what exactly happened here? Uh (laughs) So, you know, so we started maxing out and just shoveling money into into those 401ks, opening brokerage accounts. Mm -hmm. And I had always been pretty good with money. Um, I think representation matters. I'm glad that we're having this discussion because representation in, in finances matter because it was seeing people like me. Who started talking about them being on their their way to fire that I said oh well I can do it too so I started putting my information in personal capital and seeing what my net worth was and said oh well I'm almost halfway there I can do this mm-hmm. so yeah you you it's like when you when it gets you when it and that's why you know the term fire is so 
duplicative because when once you catch fire, you are just all on board. You know, if, if that's if that's up, up your alley. Absolutely, and I and I think that one of the problems or struggles that people will have with this movement is really understanding what makes them happy. And the reason why I say that is because Playing With Fire is a documentary that Ally presented last night. And so it was a couple, Scott and Taylor. They were uh, literally documenting their journey the first year of them starting off on this this path to, to fire, to financially uh, be independent and retire early. And so they made a list of the top 10 things that makes them happy, right? And so on the list, the wife, she talked about Spending time with her daughter, spending time with you know her husband, family you know family was at the top of her list. But once she started to make the the sacrifices and they started to reduce the amount of expenses, she started to find a, have a really hard time with really being happy. So to me, it was like okay, it's happiness and truly understanding what does happiness mean to you because you know living your life as it is right now you may have one definition of it but once you start taking things away from your life that's when you really gonna really figure out if 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 you really know what happiness means to you and that takes self-awareness what do you guys think about that I believe that 100% so my wife and I actually saved up money to go traveling for a year to Europe and we wanted to do it it was kind of like a mini retirement so we kind of not really inspired because we didn't know about it back then but we really wanted to just live a life where we can enjoy things and so we we left our jobs and we actually didn't want to work we just wanted to travel and just kind of experience it because we thought hey this is where we want to do with our life we want to be happy and I came to find out a couple of months into it yeah it's, it's great to like be able to travel all the time but I needed fulfillment in a different way mm. it's, it's to do work that matters mm-hmm. and so that's why when I came back I, I had to do something that was fulfilling for myself which is where I started my content but before that I never even knew what I wanted to do and what truly made me happy but what it is is me helping other people on their journey as well. but you know what helped you to get to that point is exploration. A lot of us, we're so afraid to step outside of our comfort zone, so we're not even going to really understand or or discover what happiness really means to us because we're so afraid to make a move and do something different. Self-exploration is so key for really, truly understanding who you are and what will make you fulfilled. Exactly. My wife is actually the one who loved to travel back then, and I, I didn't do any kind of traveling whatsoever, so mm-hmm. she definitely pushed me in that, in that venture. And if I never took that leap, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't probably be talking to you today because I didn't know what fulfilled my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to be happy, you have to set your own expectations, too. I think that with FIRE, what they're, what they're battling against is consumerism, right? And consumerism is really just people doing what they see other people doing. Mm-hmm. You get more money, you assume you need a better car, you assume you need a better house. Mm-hmm. And so you assume that as you do those things, you'll be happy. Um, but so many people get there and figure out that's not the case. And so if you can avoid that mistake and not, not have to make those mistakes, not have to make those you know those money mistakes where you've invested money to find out that this doesn't bring you happiness and just start with the small things, then you can at the same time be saving money yeah. and, 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 at the, and be looking and, and working towards things that are making you feel more fulfilled. But you definitely have to reset the expectations on the, on the front end because if you expect that you have to live like everybody else in order to be happy, you're already on the path to destruction. That is a great, that's a great comment. I'm sorry, April, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, I think also, um, you know, touching on what you were saying about being able to travel and then coming back and finding that that's not necessarily what fulfills you, what's doing work that gave you purpose. And I think with FIRE or with the FI, 
moving being financially independent, you have that option to come out of work, maybe the corporate work that you don't enjoy doing and actually go do work that, you know, has purpose for you. But, you know, having those financial means gives you options. And I think that's what's really powerful about the fire movement. Um, whether you adopted all or just aspects of it, but I think, you know, people aspiring to be financially independent opens up so much, so many doors for them. You know, fire really is going to help you shift your mindset on how you view money, because I think a lot of us view money as a source to happiness, as opposed to seeing it as a tool, tool. to get us there. Mm-hmm. How can self awareness help us to really make that shift and that pivot? I think it just shows you where your values are. You know, if, if somebody loves to spend money on clothes, that's great if that's their prerogative. Not mm-hmm. mine, but I think it gives value in understanding where you want to want to put your effort and, and intentionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, I think with self-awareness, if people are, are, are trying to get to a certain financial point just so they can buy more things... Um, that's that's one that's one thing. But if you're trying to get you know money um, and build up a portfolio so that you can have more experiences or do different things, that's two different mindsets. So it's about being not only self-aware but just being um, being thoughtful about what it is that you want to do with this money. Everybody wants to have a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Good for you. You know, everybody is is mm-hmm. is working toward where you're at. But the point is, when you get there, what is the intention? Is it so that you can, again, flash, so you can be ostentatious? Or is it so that you can do something more thoughtful, more mindful? So you you have to have that self-awareness along your journey because if you don't have it, you're going to be making those the wrong decisions. With but you to know, do with your money. Absolutely. Yeah, money. I'm sorry. I was like, money is an amplifier. It just makes you more of what you are. That's, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you guys 100%. But you know, in order to to get there and understand why you see money or, or why you have a, a particular relationship with money, it takes really doing the inner work. You know, I'm, I'm going to share a personal experience with you guys. So a few years ago, I had the opportunity to do a European vacation and I did not want to put that vacation on my credit card right but I was like how the heck am I gonna pay for this vacation right because my goal was to pay for it before I traveled so once I went and came back I was free and clear right I was like how am I gonna do this and so I took a look at my finances and I realized that I spent a lot of money on shoes at that time you guys I'm talking about like 10 to 15 pair per paycheck like that like my shoe game was serious Okay, and so I was like, if I'm gonna go to Europe, then I need to take this money from that spend on shoes and I can use that towards my vacation. But then I had to do the inner work and find out why am I buying so many pairs of shoes? Like, why is that? And so when I when I did the inner work and went back to my childhood, I grew up in the projects right outside of Chicago, in Chicago Heights. My mom had me when she was 16 on welfare i lived in the house with five other kids and two adults right so money was always tight and at the beginning of the school years sometimes i didn't get a new pair of shoes i will literally have to save my shoes from the year from the previous school year to where the next year so i was that kid that would clean their shoes with a toothbrush mm. right and i wouldn't play with my shoes outside because it was a possibility i wouldn't get a new pair of shoes next year so once i got out in the corporate world what and had my own money what i bought every pair of shoes that shoes that i actually liked and so once i realized why i was spending all that money on shoes and realized that i am no longer in that poverty 
I, I no longer have to have that poverty mentality and mindset, you know, and let me just, you know, refocus because what do I really want right now? I really want to be able to go to Europe and travel and go overseas, be the first person in my family to do that, have an experience, like you say, Jenna, right? So I can have a different conversation when I come to the table. Because at the time, when I was coming to the table, people was talking about different things, right? And I wanted to be able to add to the conversation. So my experience meant more than buying 20 pairs of shoes every pay period. And so once I understood that, I was able to change my mindset. Now my shoe game is still it's still popping. Okay. Let me let me just say it, it's still popping. But I'm not buying shoes like I like I used to anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. I was able to change my mindset and got to the root of why I was spending the money the way I was. And being more mindful. Sounds like Yes. It's been a lot more mindful. And I think something that ties in with mindset and money is it helps you with values based values based spending. So if there are things, you know, you spend money on the things that you value and then, you know, cut back on the things you don't. So you have a different relationship with money because you're supposed to spend it and enjoy it, but spend it on things that actually are of value to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people also have to continue to remember that value, um, that money is not a fungible resource. It's not just, it's not springing up out of the ground, right? You have to work <laughs> It doesn't grow it. on trees. It doesn't grow on trees. You know, so many people have mindsets, for example, you know, I'm going to assume 99% of children of, of parents love their children just as much as I love my daughter, right? Absolutely. And so right now what I'm doing is I'm saving toward her college, her, her college um, education. Mm-hmm. Many people do that, but many people don't. I don't think that the parents that don't save for their college children, uh, their children's education, don't love their children, but they seem to think there's going to be, they're going to hit the jackpot one day, or there's going to be some lottery that's going to come up between now and then that's going to enable them to fund these things. And, mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't count on that. You have to make right. plans. If it happens, that's great. But make the plan as if it's not going to happen. And that, again, goes back to being intentional. You've got to make a choice up front and say, this is what's more important to me, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, you know, almost literally, and put my money where I say things are important to me. It goes back to those values that April was talking about. He's going to say something else? Uh, I could add a little bit to that. You kind of mentioned the whole lottery thing, right? People like hope for and dream for something bigger, but don't actually do the work for it. And we talked a little bit about happiness, and I find an interesting correlation how the people who win the lottery, if you ever hear the stories, mm-hmm. they generally aren't happy, and they end up losing a lot of that money because yeah. they don't have yeah. intention, they don't have purpose for it. They just mm-hmm. think that they need it to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Money is not what we actually need. It's purpose that we need, and it has to be that you know mindset of knowing what we want. Absolutely. And there's also power in earning it. Um, just getting something, being given something, and earning it, it there's a big difference. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, fire. Another reason why I know I'm going to get addicted to to fire is because I feel like fire forces you to challenge old ways of thinking, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to retirement, right? Because my mom's generation, it was retire at 65. But you got to work 50 years in order to do that. And it's so funny because before I saw the documentary last night, I was talking to one of the the brands over at the booth and retirement came up. And, you know, I was doing like a little survey um, at their booth and it asked me for what age I would like to retire. And I told her, I said, you know what, I think I have a different definition of retirement. I don't think I would ever truly retire, if you will, because I'm doing purpose-driven work like what I'm doing I love what it is that I do I get fulfillment out of this and I don't necessarily see myself 
retiring, if you will. Now, I may step down as CEO of Assistance Truth once it becomes a billion-dollar business. Which it will. Mm -hmm. Amen. I received that. I received that. Speaking it. Speaking it into existence. But I don't see myself ever, like, retiring and not doing the work. Because I feel as though God has given each and every one of us a purpose and a calling and I'm doing my purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm walking in my calling. So retirement and and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with doing this work until I'm 90 years old. What is your experience is so much different than most people's. You're doing something that you feel led to do. I don't think that the majority of people are doing something that they feel passionate about. And and I don't want to get it twisted and you know people think well you have to be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing to make money. Sometimes your job is a tool just to yes. get the money that you need yes. in order to what save it invest mm-hmm. it live off of it so yeah. that you can then go do what it is that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and i mean i just think about from our from the, you know community standpoint if we could get enough people to get to the point where they're not driven by um scarcity right where they talked about last night if they have oh abundance can yes. you imagine what's going to happen to a community if if more people are able to take the time and do things that they feel passionate about it, that they're driven to do, to do mm-hmm. rather than just having to pay the bills it would make a a, a, a gigantic difference um in the way you know a, a community was able to, to to maneuver oh and i think also in, in speaking about how um the fire movie i think or the fire movement overall i think it it changes the conversation around retirement because it makes retirement a number instead of an age. And people are used to retirement being, you know, at 65, but it's a financial number. And once you hit that financial number, you can retire. So I like that it's opening up people's minds in, in that sense to the what if, the possibilities. Like you don't have to go down this, this set, you know, path that everyone says life takes. And you work until you're 65. Like it, it really opens your mind up to different options. And let me just say, too, that from what I got from the movie last night is that retirement age of 65, there was really no rhyme or reason on why they came up with the age 65. Hmm. Oh, there, was a, there was a reason. <laughs> right. They, they didn't expect you to live much faster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You'd be dead by then, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of not. So what, what other um, societal norms that fire is, is causing you guys to challenge? I mean, I like I said, so for me, it was about finding passion in what I was doing. Even though I didn't know about fire prior, I was kind of in that like realm of trying to find myself. But as far as other aspects of my life, I think it just really makes me look at everything that I do, not just money-related, but just like enjoyment-related. Because fire is about the money, but it's not, like we talked about. So for me, I'm always looking at, okay, well, what is it that I want next in my life that really helps me out and helps others around my life? And it's funny as you say that that fire is about money, but it's not because the documentary, even though it was on their journey, their first year of the fire movement, we really didn't even talk about money. I mean, they did, but the majority of the documentary was the wife, her the transformation, her mental transformation of really understanding what made her happy yeah. and coming to grips with, you know, with letting go of what society deems as successful like her bmw i can say that because she talked about it in a movie it was hard for her to let go of that bmw girl it was hard yeah yeah i think one societal norm that i am trying to explore myself and i hope that others understand that it is just um, a story it's not a reality um especially when it comes to, to five right to financial independence uh the first kind of big faces around five were white 
men who were in, uh, you know, uh, computer programmers, computer developers. And so I think I'd heard about FIRE a long time ago, but I thought it was, oh, you had to be Silicon Valley, you know, a 25-year-old in order to be able to achieve this. Mm -hmm. um, the norm that I want to break is that anybody can do this. Yes. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's not. It's it's about how much money you spend. If you, have, you make $300,000, sure, it'll be a lot easier. But if you make $30,000, if you live your way in such in your life in such a way that you're still saving half or 40% of whatever you make, you can get to the point where you can make better decisions. It, it's not explicit um, or, or it's not reserved just for, you know, those needs. It's for everybody. Absolutely. And if you are 55, 60 or older um, listening to this, there's still time for you because there's no, it's never too late when it comes to to, to joining the fire movement. That's, that's what I'm learning. Especially if you find your passion. We find Absolutely. a reason, like like we talked about, like I'm not going to yes. retire, you're not going to retire, we're going right. to be working till our graves. Yeah, but it, it's all about you know what you're looking for. So I know I, I'm with you there. I think a lot of people that are kind of getting close to that retirement age. I'm doing quotations on right, podcasts, right, air quotes. But it's it, it's something about it's not it's not about retiring and not working anymore. It's about finding that fulfillment. So you, you can still definitely do it if you're 55. Absolutely. And I, and to touch on what Jenna was saying, I think definitely the the face. Um, a fire, the face of financial independence um, is important, seeing yourself represented in, in that. And that's actually how I found out about fire. The New York Times article that had Kirsten Saunders um, of Rich and Regular on the cover of the uh, article. That's what drew me. I was like, oh, a brown woman and financial independence, fire. Like, what's this? And that made me want to read the article. And that's how that I learned about it. That representation, so, like Jenna yeah, was saying. It's very important. Yeah, you guys, you have made this experience for me so special thank you so thank much you. For, thank you for, for having us for educating my community on what fire is and how they can join the movement real quick how can we connect with you guys on social media jenna i'll start with you so i have been social media averse but i'm going to start getting into it <laughs> dipping my toe into the water so you can find, find me at now jenna on instagram and um april i'm at april the money coach and for me, I'm Dennis. So anything with true financials, you can spell it T-R-U financials, either on Instagram or on YouTube. Okay. And yes, family, I will make sure to put all of their information in the show notes or below this this audio. Thank you so much for joining me on today and listening on today. If you have any questions about the fire movement, I will try to answer them the best way that I can. But just know I am going to be sharing more of my journey with the fire movement and sharing um, just more information information on it in general because I really think this is something that we all should look into or at least research on our own. I'm not saying that you just have to join the fire movement, but why not learn something new and learn something different that can truly get you closer to your happiness and what happiness means to you. So thank you guys so much for, for joining me and I will catch you on the next episode. Okay. So are you ready to sell everything and move to Thailand with me? Wait. Now is probably not the best time to do that, right? With the coronavirus running rapid in these streets. Okay, I got your family. But, 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 what about when all this is over? Are you willing to move to Thailand with me? No, still not willing to do so. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, take Jeremy's side. I don't care. Take Jeremy's side. I get it. We're never moving to Thailand. <laughs> but can we at least start looking at our finances differently? Can we, you know, at least redefine what happiness truly means and start breaking those unhealthy emotional ties that keeps us financially bound? You know, we no longer have to stick to the idea of retiring at 65. We can have financial freedom in our 40s or even our 30s, guys. The question is, what are you willing to let go of in order to do so? 
Are you willing to really get clear on what makes you happy and stick with those essentials in order to have financial freedom? Why are we so conditioned to having the big house and a luxury car, expensive shoes and purses, if none of those things fall on our happy list? And I'm not just asking you this question, but I'm asking myself this question, you know, too, after watching the documentary. I've even more determined now, you know, not to get a new car note or bigger mortgage. And if I want those things, I need to pay for them in cash. That's where my head is right now. So what are you thinking? Has your, you know, your mental will started turning while listening to this episode? Let me know in the comments so we can, you know, keep the conversation going because I'm really interested um, in what you've been thinking. And then come back next week as we start the conversation about entrepreneurship. We're going to have a real conversation about what it looks like behind the scenes of starting a, a small business or a nonprofit. Okay. It takes sacrifice in the financial area. And we're going to talk about, you know, what that can look like as well. All right. Are you down for that? Okay, cool. Well, family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast every week. If you need support on your self-awareness journey, head over to LakeishaWooder.com forward slash coaching for more information. Also note that all Audible recommendations are linked in the show notes and you can sign up for Audible for free. So don't miss out. Please remember to leave a five-star rating, you know, comment and share with everyone you know across all your social media platforms. And family, as you know, I set a lofty goal to touch one million hearts within the next two years, and I can only do it with your help. So please, please, please remember to download each episode, share and talk about living her truth with everyone you know. I appreciate you. And my heart is filled with so much gratitude. So until next time, always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful.